Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett, and I've used my Move the Ball system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize the same tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. Jen Garrett here. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. I'm glad that you're here with us today. This podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. Now, I say this at every episode start, but if you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice so that you never miss an episode. There's been so many amazing guests on the show already. I've got awesome upcoming guests, have a fantastic guest with us today. So if you subscribe to the podcast, you will stay in the know and never miss an episode. And to those who have reached out to me over the past few weeks, I just want to say again, I say this a lot. Thank you so much. You are the reason why I do this show. And I appreciate all of you taking time to share your thoughts and feedback about what we bring forward as topics of discussion. So really appreciate all of you. All right. So today, I've got a great guest with us, someone who I was able to see a few weeks ago when I was down in New Orleans, and I'm excited to have him on the show. It's going to be just a fantastic conversation. And inside the huddle with us today, I'm ready to share his perspectives, his insights, his lessons, and to help us move the ball is Xavier Rush. Xavier is a former NFL, CAFL, AAF wide receiver who played college football at Tulane. Currently, Xavier owns his own fitness business called XR Elite, where he helps athletes who are looking to improve their performance as well as all-star players in life who are looking to improve their performance, have a healthier look, and who just want to be able to perform at their best level. So we'll talk about that more in the show, as well as something fun and exciting. I won't give it away just yet, but uh, we're going to have a great conversation. So Xavier, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm just blessed to be here. I'm really excited to have you here with us. I know that uh, you're doing great things down there in New Orleans. I was able to see you while I was in town. We were able to participate together in a fantastic football camp as well that was co-hosted with Coach La Allen as well as uh, one of Cincinnati Bengals, Donnie Lewis. That was a great event. We'll talk about that just a little bit too on the show. And yeah, you are moving the ball and I'm excited for people to hear more about your story, your journey and what you're currently up to. So let's kick off our conversation talking about football and how there's so many lessons from the game that connect to life. As a lot of folks who listen to the show know, in my book, Move the Ball, I talk about a lot of different strategies and perspectives from my own observations being a student of the game that has helped me to be successful in my career, in business, and just in life. And so tell us, from your perspective, what were some of those lessons that football taught you to be successful? Well, I use the game of football in general for almost everything I do in life. Like my coach would tell me, football is microcosmic of life because it deals with if you're working in a setting, corporate 500 setting or whatever, you have a boss, you have managers, which your boss is your coach. The managers are the assistant coaches. You have coworkers who are your teammates, things like that. So I just take the game of football in general and put it towards everything in life that I, I do. 
So can you give us a specific example of something you've learned from football? And I really like that analogy about from a Fortune 500 or corporate setting and how all of these people play different positions, right? Just like on a football team or on a coaching staff. Just give us an example of one lesson that football taught you that has really been helpful for you. So one lesson football taught me is to keep an even kill and even mentality because such as the fitness business, when I first started, it wasn't easy. I didn't all of a sudden get a lot of clients, all of a sudden make a lot of money. So it was a struggle. So it's just like in football, if you have a turnover, you don't you don't get too low. If you have to score a touchdown, you don't get too high. You continue to work until the game is over. And this game is life is not over until, of course, we're no longer here. So just keeping an even kill and and then keep working hard toward that goal. So I just kept working hard, kept the steady grind. And now I have my own gym. I went from just training on a on an empty field to having my own gym and taking that even kill mentality from the game of football that I was taught and instilling it in my everyday life. That was that's a specific thing I did and what I took from the game. Well, I think that's a great thing that you bring up because you talk about the good and the bad, the highs and the lows, right? It's if you're down, if there's a turnover, then it's not getting too discouraged. You, you got to let that go, that negative event or outcome in your life. You just got to let that go and focus on the next play and what you have to do. Conversely, if you score a touchdown or something positive happens, you can't let that get in your head and get this big ego, right? You have to remain even keeled to your point and just focus on, okay, what's next? What do I got to do to keep moving forward? And so you can't be too excited about the high. You can't get too down on the lows. Exactly, exactly. Just tell us a little bit, how did you get into football? What was your story? Uh, how I got into football, I was a three-sport athlete growing up, football, basketball, and baseball. I was actually better at both basketball and baseball than football. I didn't start playing football. I started playing football around six, but it was flag. I played flag football all the way up until seventh grade. Then I, that was my first time playing tackle football in seventh grade middle school. And how I got on the field, and this, I was a great athlete. I could catch, I could do all the things. But our uh, middle school coach asked, who here has played football, tackle football? And I just walked out there. I was like, you know what I mean? Because I wanted to play. And it's, ever since then, I've been on the field. I've been on the field playing. I started middle school, got to high school, moved up to ninth grade on, from the freshman team to the varsity team. And I played all three sports. And my senior year, I got recruited in all three sports, but decided to play football because it was the biggest offer I had, B1 school so I just decided to uh, go with football and you know luckily it panned out pretty well. <laughs> and so I mentioned that uh, you played college football at Tulane so talk yes. to us about your experience. Tulane's a fantastic school great coaching staff there. I had the pleasure of actually getting to to be out at Tulane when I was down in New Orleans a couple of weeks ago. So just talk to us about what your experiences were like there. Well my freshman year I came in I got recruited by a coaching staff with Bob Toledo as head coach. And in the middle of my freshman year, they uh, got fired and Curtis Johnson became my head coach. Tulane was a, it's a great place, a great environment with the student body, the faculty, staff, and just others, others in general. So it was a great thing to do. And I enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I got to meet a lot of great people and things like that. And so you talked about how the coaching staff ended up getting fired. And that, that happens in the world of football all the time right? There's this turnover. And so talk to us as a player, like you have to learn to adapt and adjust to the circumstances, new coaching staff, new players, new teammates, those kind of things. What was that like for you having to adjust to a new coaching staff? 
to me, it was just another another notch in the road, another, like you said, another obstacle you had to deal with because I had I had a goal in mind. I wanted to go to school, get my degree, do what I had to do in the classroom, and I wanted to get to the NFL. So that was my whole thing. And no matter if I had to go through four different coaches, it didn't matter to me. I was going I had a goal set and whatever I needed to do to reach that goal is what I was ready to do. And something you and I have talked about before is that like every experience, every moment has a purpose and a reason. And so it's about learning lessons from everything that we go through. So can you talk to us about when you were at Tulane, was there a time or an experience that was one that, whether it's in the classroom, on the football field, whatever, where you really learned a great life lesson and really looking back on your time, there was like, you know what? I'm really glad that experience happened because I learned so much from it. Yes. Uh, when I told my ACL my senior year, you know, sometimes I still get emotional about it. It's my senior year. I'm leading the country at the time in yards per catch. The NFL scouts coming to practice to watch me play. I'm getting buzz from, you know, the recent senior bowl and maybe might get an invite to the combine. So it's, it's looking very good for me. And I tell my ACL in practice, and looking at that time, I thought it was the worst thing that ever could happen to me in life. You know what I mean? Because I didn't work my whole life to be able to play, get drafted, play ball. And then one play in my senior year, and they didn't give me a red shirt. So that was it. So I'm thinking my career over. But uh, it taught me just to persevere, stay on the grind, never let anything deter you from your goals. So I worked hard. In four and a half months, I was able to come back and do my pro day. However, I still didn't get drafted or signed that year. I went and taught school, came back the next year, and then that's when the Philadelphia Eagles signed me, was there for a while, got cut, went to the Saints, was there for a while, then went to CFL, AAF. And in all these situations, I was one of the best ones there. But just, you know, how it's opportunity in the in the league. It makes, you got to get to the right situation, the right opportunity to really be able to, you know, show your talent. And I never got to get in the right situation, I would say. And I feel like now that's probably was one of the best things because if I did, I would still be playing today. But that's a good thing personally, but I also would have missed out on influencing so many lives I've influenced to this day with health, wellness, weight loss, or just children in general, being able to give back and the, the kids I've taught in school when I was a teacher and things like that. So. When I thought was a bad thing, turn my ACL and really not being able to, I feel like, really show the world my, my talent on a big stage really became a blessing because I was able to share my, my knowledge, my experience, and just my perseverance to others that wouldn't have got that if I was still playing. Well, I love that you share that. And I've had some similar conversations, not on the show, but just talking with other athletes that may have had an injury or some other event that kind of took their professional career in a different direction than what they thought or what they were trying to go through originally. And the story is similar. It's like, I'm so glad that while I thought going to the NFL was the thing and playing, it was because of this other event that happened, I had an opportunity to influence and make an impact in so many other people's lives. And that was my purpose. That was my calling. And so they're appreciative of you know the experience. And I think that's important that you highlight this because sometimes the journey that we think that we're on is not the journey we're supposed to, we're meant to be on going forward, right? And so it is a blessing, even though it doesn't necessarily feel like a blessing as we're going through the moment in the present, so to speak. 
And so I, I just love that you found the joy and you know being able to really impact and influence others through your story and what you're doing. Because for me, that's really what Move the Ball is about. It's about how are you impacting the other people around you, not just what are you doing in your own career to be successful. So let's talk about your gym business. So you currently have a company, XR Elite, and you mentioned at the beginning of the show that you know things don't always start out great. You don't get all these clients right away. Talk to us about that journey and also the mental side of that, because it's sometimes discouraging when you're starting something out and you aren't getting the clients or you're not seeing the momentum that you're hoping to gain. Like, how do you keep moving forward? So talk to us about the earlier time of you starting your business. I had an idea and I had a plan. So just like I said earlier about when our coach was there, we had different coaches. I had a goal. I had a goal to be the best trainer there is. You know what I mean? Anything I do, I put my foot toward, I want to be the best. So I know I knew it would be difficult. I knew it would be some work to be done to obtain clients, keep clients, and be long enough to show their improvement and show others that I'm worthy of their time and their money. So I started off basically giving my services away. First week free, $10, $15, $20 a session, things like that. And once people start to come, work out, come experience the just the vibe, just the fun that you can have while still, you know, doing a hard workout. And I started literally with a few bands and a field, like body weight workouts, transforming people's bodies, going in and out of Planet Fitnesses when I could to train people, trying to find different places to train people. It was just making it happen. You know what I mean? Uh, another thing my, my coach used to tell me, it's never too serious, meaning when it's something that you really want to do or you feel like it's very important to you, it's never too serious. At the time, that somebody say, oh, I need to work out at 4.30 in the morning. Some people would be like, oh, no, that's too early. For me, okay, I got you. I need to work out at 10 o'clock at night. Okay, I got you. Because I needed to get as many people as I could and train them. It didn't matter what time, time it was. I had no time restriction. I had no hour limit at that time because I needed the clientele. I needed the content. I needed all those things. So Going from that field and growing my clientele, growing my brand, growing my name, people understanding what they get when they join XR Elite, not just you're going to build a better body, but you're also going to start, you're going to eat better. You're going to take things out your diet that you usually consume. You're going to understand why you're, you're not eating these anymore. And then you're going to be more in tune with your body. So just instilling the brand mentality in others it's what was very satisfying from the start to now. Sure. And you mentioned the XR Elite brand. So this podcast, we talk about sports, we talk about business, we talk about branding. And one of the things that I do a lot of work with is executives and athletes on their brand and how to build that and monetize that and build a business around it. So as you've built and grown your brand, when you look back on that journey, what kind of advice or what lessons have you learned through building your brand that you would pass on to somebody else? Continue to push it. You know what I mean? Continue to push it out there. It's not going to just catch right away. You know what I mean? You have to believe in what you're, what you're selling. You have to believe in your brand and yourself. Continue to put it out there. Continue to bring it forth to people. And then once others understand and get what you're passionate about and why you're passionate about this brand, then they'll start catching on. Just be consistent with your brand. Don't let the outside chatter, the outside people that disagree with you stop what you're doing. Just continue to be persistent with it. Content, content, content. 
one of the things that's also important is how you differentiate yourself out there from the competitors in whatever space you're in. So if I were to ask you that about your business, what do you tell your clients or prospective clients about what makes XR Elite different than other trainers out there? Uh, it's a family. It's a family, not just the client when you sign up here. My clients will tell you, when you come here, I care about how your day was. I care about how you're doing during the workout. I care about what you're eating. I care about the mental, the physical, and the emotional state of you. And then it's a mentality. We're going to change your mentality, which also is going to correlate to life. You know, when you come in, you feel down. That doesn't mean you don't work out or you don't get your best work in because in life, you still have to do the same thing. Just because you're down that day doesn't mean the world stops. You know what I mean? So we, we're going to instill a mentality and also you're going to feel, you're going to feel comfortable and feel like a family. Oh, I think that's great. And something that I was thinking about as I heard you talk, it's about showing up the right way. Whether you're feeling down or you're not feeling it and you don't want to do what you got to do for the day, like you still have to show up. And you have to, I was actually having a conversation with an NFL agent when I was in Tampa a couple months ago. And he was talking about how as competitive athletes, you always show up. Like that's why they make competitive athletes great employees because they're trained to show up no matter what you do, what you have to, you handle your business. doesn't matter if you're feeling down or you're not happy that day or something happened, you still show up the right way to handle what you need to for the day. And the mindset is obviously a big part of that. So something else that you are doing that I mentioned, but not in detail earlier is uh, you are one of those people that has their hand on a lot of different things, which I love because I'm the same way. And so you, this past May, did a fashion show and uh, it was an XR Elite Cultural Exhibition. And so from what you shared with me, you're looking at doing this on an annual basis. So the next one will be next May. But talk to us about, A, what sparked that desire to put this together? And I know you just did it you know, in, in a few week period. So talk to us about why you wanted to do it and then just getting everything set up and also share like, what you learned from the experience and like, cause part of life is learning from the experiences that you've gone through so that when you do the next thing, you don't make the same mistakes or that you're more efficient at it. So talk to us about the fashion show and the journey around that. Well, what started is I've been doing modeling and a little acting and everything the last few years, about four or five years. And just going to these different shows and a lot of things I didn't like how they were doing, like not on time, then people were not showing up. Then they tell you they'll do, you start at one time and do this, do this shoot here. And then all of a sudden they change it up. Just seeing it happen, I'm like, I can do this. You know what I mean? I have my own brand. I have this, I have that. I can do this. So I just, one night I was at my, I was at the crib and I was like, I'm going to do my own fashion show. And I'm going to do it in May. And it was literally five weeks out. You know what I mean? So I was like, let me get started. And it was, and I wanted to do it to bring small businesses, bring the community, and just bring people, voices, and brands that aren't are all the way out there yet, but they have great product, and put them all together. And even with the performers, the designers, and the vendors, it just came, it came together beautifully. Uh, we had over 23, we had about 23 to 25 vendors there. We had eight designers. We had eight performers. We had 30 models. And we had about 150 people or more in attendance. And it was only planned in five weeks. And to answer your what did I learn from it? I learned who I would, would love to work with again 
I learned who I would never work with again. I learned the the back and forth of the entertainment business, how you know stressful it can be. But I also learned that even with more time, even though I, I put on a great event in a short amount of time, with more time it could be even better, which in, in football and in sports, more preparation you have, the better you can perform. So that was one of, one of those things. And I just appreciate everybody that showed up and showed out. It was, it was a great experience. The city loved it. The people can't wait for it to come back. Oh, I love it. And you bring up a great point about learning about who you should work with again and who you shouldn't work with again, because I think it's very important for us to remain mindful of the people that we are teaming up with is important for our success, right? So there are people that are go-getters, A-listers, people that are just crushing it. And you're like, yes, I want them on my squad. And then you learn about other people that are like, hmm, not so much, right? So you don't just keep hanging on to those other people, even if they're your friends or they can still be your friends. But you know, when it comes to business, it's about partners that are going to help level you up, help you get to where you want to go. And there are people that you're going to interact with that may not be your friends and are people that you don't want to deal with ever again. And that's okay, right? So you have to know like who are the people that you want to keep around for whatever it is you're doing, a fashion show or some other business venture, or just even in your career and your inner circle of people that you interact with on a day-to-day basis, who you choose to align yourself with is so important to being able to move the ball the right way. Something I tweeted the other day, it's funny. It's like people say they don't need people, but everybody needs people. It's just, you need the right people. Absolutely. I like that. Thanks for sharing. Something else that I I want to ask you about is when you just kind of look back on your journey with football and kind of the path that it took you. I mean, I know you work with a lot of athletes. You know, what kind of advice do you share with them to help them to be successful and hopefully get to that next level of playing professional football? Be confident in your in your skills. Always work to improve. Never be complacent and work on your game. Don't worry about the next person beside you. Work to be the best you can be. If you're the best you can be, everything should work out. If it doesn't work out, that means it wasn't meant. Always be persistent, be consistent, and just work on your game. Don't worry about any outside, any outside uh, he say, she say. I mean, I think being able to stay focused and looking at how you can continue to improve is a differentiator, especially in today's day when there's so many distractions from social media to Netflix to whatever else is going on out there. And especially for athletes too with social media, I mean, the game has really changed from 20 years ago, right? When there was no Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and people kind of did their own thing. But now there's so much more pressure on athletes because the visibility People can see them more, whatever they're doing, whether it's tied to sports or whether it's just their everyday life, like they're always in the public eye, so to speak now. And so when you're in the public eye, as you know, that there's people that are going to cheer you on, there's people that are going to criticize you all day long, right? And so you can't let those things become distractions from what you're looking to do. And you just have to maintain that focus on how can I be better than I was yesterday? One other question that I'll ask you about is, what is the best piece of advice that you've been given in your career? It has to be, go back to, like I said, not here, where about hearsay, he say, she say. It's called work on your golf game, which means, I'm explaining, work on your golf game. When you're watching a, a golf match or a golf tournament, you don't see Tiger Woods trying to talk smack to Phil Nicholson 
I'm worried about Phil Nicholson. There's really no ever any bad blood because golf game is what you put in when nobody's looking, when nobody's around. Your drive, you practice your drive, you practice your put. Just like in, in football, you practice your routes, you practice your catch. Just like in business, you practice your your craft. You put the work in on your budget. You see where, where your content, you put your work in on your social media. Not worrying about the next person, just having tunnel vision and doing putting your best foot forward every time it's time to perform. So that was one of the best things that, one of the most important things that I was taught and learned is work on your golf game. I like that. Work on your golf game. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to tell that to people and they're going to be like, what are you talking about? But it's great and I'm going to share it with them. So thank you for that. What I want to do now to end our show is I want to take you through my two-minute drill and ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I can see the energy over there. You ready? All right. <laughs> what did you want to be when you were 10 years old? I want to be a professional athlete. Professional athlete. It didn't, it didn't matter if it was football, basketball, baseball. I just wanted to be on that professional stage. And then I wanted to, I also wanted to be a doctor after that. Okay. How about who would play you in a movie about your life? Other than me? Myself, I would say probably my boy Sedell Three. He's an actor. Okay. He's pretty dope. Sedell Three the Third. Nice. My next question is, what is your favorite vacation spot? Well, I just went to Cancun. It was pretty dope. So I think that takes the cake right now. Okay. How about what is your favorite ice cream flavor? So now I don't really eat dairy, but when I did eat ice cream, it was cotton candy. Oh, I've never heard someone give me that answer before. That's good. I get a lot of vanilla. So I'm glad that you gave me some some extra diversity. Yeah, yeah. Cotton candy was great. It's a great one. All right. My next question is, what is a pet peeve of yours? Whiny. <laughs> Whiny. <laughs> yes. I, I, I hate it. I hate it. I hear you. How about what book are you currently reading or what podcast are you currently listening to? I actually listen to yours. Thank you. All the Smoke. I listen to that often. I listen to Gary Vee's podcast often, Earn Your Leisure. I have my own podcast that I do with my dad called Like Father, Like Son. And then the book that I've just finished reading is the 50 Cent's last book he came out with, The Story of Curtis Jackson. Okay. Yeah, that's a great book. It's a great book. I'll have to check that one out. All right. And my last question is you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? Three famous people. Uh, I would choose Dr. C.D., Shaq, and, and probably Frederick Douglass. Okay. And why would you pick those three? Because I feel like um, all those people have excelled in their, excelled in one of their, their passions and their callings. And I just want to just pick their brains about each one of their uh, passions and callings. Like Shaq, of course. Sports-wise, but financially-wise, he's one of the most hardworking, busy, busiest individuals that I see. You know what I mean? And yeah, he can easily be complacent because he doesn't have to work for anything. But knowing that he's still out here working hard and also changing people's lives, you know, being there, a philanthropist, just randomly, you know, I just want to, you know, just sit down and just chop it up with him. Frederick Douglass just his mindset going through, because I read one of his books, just his mindset just going through what he went through as being a slave, freeing himself, teaching himself how to read, just influencing, influencing others around him when it, during the time it was so hard to have faith and so hard to want to want to learn and be better. And then Dr. Seavey, because he used the natural herbs and substances around us to 
to figure out how to beat these viruses and diseases and better himself. He's an 80, he was an 80 year old man being able to do box jumps on a table. You know what I mean? No joint pain, no anything. So just being able to pick his brain about what made him, what he learned, what made him study these things and how, how did he get so passionate about that? Oh, it's three very good choices and great answers as to why. Sounds like a fantastic dinner party. So as we look to close the show, tell people where can they follow you and keep apprised of everything that you're doing? Uh, well, you can follow my personal page at don't rush it, D-N-T underscore rush underscore it on Instagram and Twitter. And you also can follow the business page at underscore X-R-E-L-I-T-E. That's on Instagram twitter and also tiktok and you can see our website at xr-elite.com you know you reach out i do engage with followers and everything so you know feel free to reach out feel free to follow and you know i can't wait to uh, talk to some of y'all perfect and we'll put all of those in the show notes and i will say that i love your tiktok videos you're always posting some great content there and uh, working out with some clients and some other uh, great nuggets so Encourage everyone to uh, check you out and we'll have again, all those links in the show notes. And Xavier, thank you so much for being on the show today. It has been great chatting with you. Thank you and I appreciate it. And thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode and we will talk to you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.